What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> you know what? I I thought that you were drinking a glass of wine right now, but that was just your profile pic in the Zoom. <laughs> and I was like, my man's drinking wine in the morning right now. This guy is dedicated. <laughs> nah, 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 not too early. I gotta wait till at least 12, 12 o'clock. <laughs> nah. Oh my god. I was gonna say I was like, how does he do it? <laughs> nah, 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 not yet, not yet. What's going on, though? You know, I'm I'm chilling. How are you? I'm chilling, chilling, chilling. Just you know, getting stuff together for January. January is usually slow for me, so I'm just ideating and getting things together for the spring. Mm -hmm. So um, that's pretty much what I'm doing this month. You know, just getting things together. You know, strategizing, building the team, and getting things you know together. You know, and that's about it, really. Totally. Are you doing dry January? Nah, 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 nah. I'm doing um making better decisions January. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. What were you were you not doing? Yeah, just with like health and stuff like that, like oh, eating God. bad, eating late, you know, you know, going out too much, spending too much. So I'm just trying to overall for the year mm -hmm. and beyond, just trying to make better decisions and be a little bit more disciplined with myself. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, you know, started like two weeks before the new year <laughs> to not be in that little New Year's Eve bubble thing, resolution bubble. But um, it been it been doing good. I've been in the gym and I took up a new hobby. I got two new hobbies. So that's like pretty fun. So share, um, share us the hobbies. Uh, So swimming, swimming starts next month, but I started tennis. So I'm like doing tennis like every weekend. Oh. And um, just some, something different, something different, you know, and, you know, it's it's, it's hard, it's difficult, it's expensive, hobby as well, but it's cool, it's cool. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to love those hobbies. Swimming, swimming's the best, and then tennis, you know, only in New York it's expensive. That's the only issue, just mm. for, like, courts and stuff, but, like, everywhere else, because I just got back into tennis, and I also used to be an avid swimmer. Swimming, oh my god, dude, it's like the best thing. You're gonna you're gonna love it, you know, learning all the strokes and then tennis, bro. You're about to be in the best shape of your life. That's what I want. That's what I want. By the by the by the late spring, that's what I want, you know. That's what I want. So I'm striving for it. And then, you know, end of that, I'm gonna start boxing like early summer and just like doing like boxing like maybe twice a week or something like that or whatever and play out, but just trying to be more active and, you know, so I've got things to do opposed to just going out to eat and drink all the time. It's like, if I'm busy with work and activities and hobbies, it's like, I can't do that stuff as much. Nah, I love that you're also doing boxing. My man's playing every sport that there's out there. I'm trying, I'm just, I'm just trying new things, you know, if, if I want new results, you got to do new things, you know, so. Right there, words to live by. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that that you not slowing down for a dry January still, you know, you're not changing too much about yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Just like small tweaks, just the small tweaks. And, you know, I'm just, and that's it. That's what life's about, you know, just even with my company, like when I did that last small tweak to my wine list, that little thing, it like changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm very avid of just like, the ideas is usually good. You got to just kind of just fine tweak it into it's, you know, right. So I've been just fine tweaking, no, nothing dramatic, just, you know, just fine tweaking things until you get right. So 
That's what I'm. That's what I live by now. Also, just checking up on health, which is really good. I love that you also said not eating too late because that's the key right now. Everyone, you know, every time when people go out, you know, they always want that late night meal, which makes sense. But yeah, no, eating after nine, even like a big meal, you know, that's not the, that's not it, man. That's not it, not not at all. So you know, so I'm just trying to like I eat. Yesterday, I went to an event at six thirty. I left at six. I probably ate at like five, and I went to the event ate one. Uh, what's the Caribbean thing? Um, uh, like an like not like a something pat- like a beef patty or anything. No, it's like it was a doubles. I had like an oxtail double. Oh it's like this like pita bread thing, but like Caribbean style with like meat in it and chickpea. But um, it was good. I ate that like probably like seven once I got there, and that's it. I came home. I like had some. I like had some scallops. I just made some crudo real fast, and I ate that and went to sleep like clean. <laughs> My man it. is chefing. I cook, yeah, but crudo's easy. You just get over very thin scallops. You just do it in citrus and olive oil and soy sauce. And you let it sit, and then you just eat it. <laughs> to some, what you just said is like kind of difficult i i can do that which is yeah, cool. yeah. but like those that don't like to cook what you just said was far yeah it sounds fancy but it's not really that crazy but yeah I, I cook every day like i cook every single day like i enjoy it um for several reasons you know but um yeah i like to cook for fun like i'm not a chef i don't plan to be a chef but i just enjoy cooking and, you know entertaining my friends and stuff of that nature so have a lot of dinner parties at the house. And, I, bet, um, I bet the dinner parties are, are, you know, when I hear the word highly recommend, I just think of like top, you know, it's just number one all across the board. So, you know, when you say scallops, it's not like, it's not nothing too fancy, but I'm like, you know what? I don't know. I'm seeing scallops. I'm seeing caviar. Come on. <laughs> You know, we try to live good. I'm from Harlem at the end of the day. So, you know, we like a little bit of the opulence and uh-huh. stuff of that nature. So, um, yeah, you know, but we balance it. I'm I'm very avid um high brow, low brow. Like I'm that kind of guy. Like I could eat the Chinese food from the corner store, but also I can go to a fancy I can go to a fancy restaurant and do that as well. But um I like to do both. You know, I love to do both. It shows range, you know, so um, because anybody can go to like a fancy restaurant and, and like, you know, but like to know how to order at this restaurant and know what to order and what to pair with, that really shows, you know, what you're really doing. So and like vice versa, like going to like a hole in the wall, but knowing what to order and how to order as well. Right. That kind of shows range. So I have like a wide range of versatility and like me as a human. Right. Right. The key word pairing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like those out there you know it's hard to pair it's like it's like growing up and trying to match your clothes you know that's a, that's a good analogy yeah yeah it is it is like that yeah it is I, I like that yeah and then you just evolve into like pairing different foods you know the lifestyle mm-hmm. in the comfort of your own home yeah yeah feng yeah shui. Yeah, it's very similar. I like that. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like with fashion, like I have my wine mentor, and he like talks about like how he fell in today, like mm-hmm. what he has on, like that's what he want to drink. So if he has on a oh. bright red 
whole ensemble on. He feel like he want to drink a big, bold, vibrant red, you know, something like that. Just or maybe even a, a vibrant white, but it's just like the the essence of the wine is like vibrant and bright in your face. So he might do something like that. And he kind of does that very well with the fashion and parents. I don't really do it like that, but I can. But he does it very well. That's a good. That's a good actually analogy. He does it very well. Who's your wine mentor? Uh, his name is Oscar Garcia. He um works at. He's like a wine buyer at Six to Seven Wines. That's actually like the first place I ever like picked up a bottle of wine at. Like I started off as like a stock boy and just moved my way up gradually, and then left there, and then just moved around i was like the guy that worked at every wine store like one day a week like i was like the filling guy and before you know i became a manager somewhere a buyer took it serious and then just left there after a while i was probably doing that stuff i was like a stock boy for maybe four years salesperson for a couple years then became a buyer for a couple years and then i just wasn't challenged enough and i knew i could do more and um, I kind of knew I was smarter than my bosses. I had better ideas than them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just quit. I quit with not a lot of money in my account, not know how to pay my rent for like three months down the line. But I just figured it out and started this company. And like I had like I was doing like little stuff. So I kind of was. But and it just grew like just all word of mouth. And yeah, years later, like the company is like doing OK now. Like I would have never thought, honestly. That's but, um, great. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the yeah, that's kind of like the story. That's kind of yeah. We all love a a coming of age story, you know. So, you mentioning that you were a stock boy. I mean, it's out there. A lot of publications just like you. You you're humble enough to say that you started off as a stock boy. I mean, I I admire those that say that start from the ground up. You know. Because people, they don't know. They don't really know. They would always start from your company, you know, and then move up. Mm -hmm. But the stock boy, like, yeah, man. Also, working this, working in, like, the back stock, yo, time flies by. Oh, yeah. That's, like, I probably had the most fun as a stock boy. (laughs) Because <laughs> we didn't really, we just, you know, once once we bring the cases in, we just, it's like six of us and we just bugging out and downstairs, chilling, doing deliveries in the neighborhood, making tons of tips. And it was cool. That was like probably my, I didn't have many jobs, but that was like probably the most fun. And I was like very young too. I was like probably like 18 to like 21 or something like that. So I was like, at my youngest, my youthfulness and no cares, no bills, like just my phone bill. So <laughs> it was like it was like the most fun job I had, yeah, for sure. Damn.
everyone, it's Rashad, and this is Wear Many Hats presented by Disarm. You can check out all the episodes of the Wear Many Hats podcast on all platforms and at wearmanyhats.com. Rate and comment the Wear Many Hats show on Apple Podcasts and drop five stars on Spotify. WMH and Disarm is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Marquise Williams is the founder of Highly Recommended, a premier and buzzing wine club based in New York City. Highly Recommended has done collaborations with Gexers by Flowers for their coasters and with friend and guest of the Wear My Hat show's very own Christine Espinal for their wine rack that was sold out like in NYC and at the Brooklyn Museum, as well as pop-ups with Out to Lunch for Champagne, Chicken, and Caviar, and Niche Niche for doing a different series of wine drops, along with pulling up to musician Mormore at Public Records and Wine List Takeover at Jolene's. Did I mention Marquis has his own bottled take on Nutcrackers, a New York <laughs> City original called Beloved? Highly recommended. Has been featured on The Cut, Suburban, Punch, and Time Out. Drink better wine. You deserve it. Please welcome Marquis Williams to wear many hats. It's a pleasure, pleasure. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Of course, of course. To begin, is the wine club name highly recommended based off of the award-winning Gucci main masterpiece Waptober 2? Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. Nah, nah. I wish, I wish. Nah, it's just it's actually I get the name from my, my earliest clients um when I was working at the wine store. They always like wouldn't to like help they always wanted me to help them and they were like, oh he comes highly recommended. And then when I was getting clients doing private stuff um, they always would say the same thing, like, oh, he comes highly recommended. And then um, when I was thinking of a name, I was like, that sounds cool. It's fitting. It's given to me, so it's authentic. And I just ran with it. But, yeah, it wasn't because of that. <laughs> that would be cool, though. <laughs> no, I love that, that it was just basically blessed down there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of like the best nickname, you know, when they give it to you. So I just ran with it. And, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's fitting. It flows that's and it's just brought down from another wine connoisseur that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes perfect sense. So, um, yeah, the, the the wine community gave me the you know the name, so it's you know it's only right that I you know stamp it. <laughs> <laughs> and when did you begin it? Uh, so terrible with time, but um, I started my first gig. I was like leaving high school, so what is that? Seventeen, probably eighteen for me. Um, my friend got a call. Um, it was like, hey, two of our friends got fired at the wine store. Just come in, they're gonna hire you on the spot. Just act like we don't know the other people that work there, and we just went in. So I think at seventeen, that's when I started, and just in the stock, just doing deliveries and like stocking the shelves and mm-hmm. doing the basement. And um, I was in college at the time. Um, I quickly found out college is not really my energy. But then I had to like think, what can I do? That's not a lot of schooling, but also like fun. I can make money and I could and I could learn. I love endless learning fields. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just was like, hey, I'm, I, let me try to be one of these salespeople one day. And I just started moving my way up, you know, year by year. And then before you know it, I was like a salesperson, a buyer at different wine stores and stuff of that nature. But yeah, it started at about 18 years old, if I'm not mistaken, like 18 years old. And I was doing stock for four years. And then I finally left there and started doing um sales stuff and assistant manager and buyers and did the whole shebang from there. It was always wine. 
Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, again, it was like a, um, yeah, I didn't have this. I didn't have this vision of like, yo, why is gonna be the new cool thing? I just my friend got a call. I needed a job. He didn't really need a job. He only stayed for two weeks, and I just stayed. I just stayed, but I didn't think nothing of it. I didn't think I was gonna be the next wine guy. I just was like, this is a job. Right. And then when I got a little older and was like, all right, cool, I'm 21 now, 22, uh, what I'm going to do for a career, um, maybe I could be a salesperson. I don't think they need schooling. If you know your mom, you get the job. And that's how I kind of started, you know, and kind of mm-hmm. started that way. No other spirits, just wine. Yeah, I'm, I'm into spirits. I love cocktails. Like I got Beloved coming out. So Beloved to be official in stores and arenas this spring and summer. Arenas. Yeah, okay, we got flex. Some. <laughs> so yeah, we got we got we got an investment pretty quickly once we started doing that. So we was just doing that out our my me and my business partner's basement. He was making it in his basement and I knew some people and they seen it and they said they went in, the deal was good, and now we're gonna now we even got distribution through the tri-state area now. So Damn. you're moving quickly. Moving <laughs> quickly. quickly. Yeah, actually, we actually we get the first samples this week from the laboratory because again we was making it in our house. So yeah. I'm very curious to see because it's gonna taste totally different than what we made, even though we giving them the exact recipe, but it's different. So I'm very excited to see how it tastes. I know it's not gonna be as good, but you know we'll figure it out. We we'll figure it out from the basement to the lab. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's been a year. It's crazy. I don't. Yeah, things just happen. I'm blessed. I'm blessed, you know, knowing the right people. That's incredible, only because of the fact that, man, Nutcrackers, that's what I think about when I think about New York. 100%, me too. Like, it's super New York, and that's why it was just a seamless, you know, pivot for me, you know, just a little, you know, because I wanted to do something, and my business partner, he was like, hey, how can we make money? Because he wasn't my business partner at the time. He just was the guy that just created my wine list for, mm-hmm. like, the, when people get and He was like, how can we make money? I was like, I don't know. Come with an idea. If I like you, we can run it. And then um, he was like, oh, I know you always love nutcrackers, but you don't drink them anymore because you don't trust them because the times have changed now. People are putting weird things in it. It's not like before when I was 15, 16 years old. So he's like, what if we make our own? I was like, I'm not making it, but if you can make it, I put my brain on it. I have, you know, good into brand integrity. Um, I came up with the we came up with the name together, kind of like I was gonna name my wine beloved because I have my own wine as well. But I was like, I don't think that's a good name for a wine. And then I named my wine what it's called now. And then he's like, What you name the drink beloved? It's super Harlem, it's easier, it makes more sense. And I was like, fire. And then um, we designed it. I just took inspiration from a New York City ice machine from like the side of the ice machine that says ice. Like we just use those letters with the snow on it. Mm-hmm. Um, he found little cute glass bottles and he figured that out in logistics and labeling. He did all that. He figured that out. And we came up with our first three cocktail flavors. We did an event. We got featured in Sever like two weeks later. <laughs> and then, you know, investment soon after that. But um, yeah, yeah, it was just like two friends. Like my friend, he'd been in New York for about 10, 12 years now. He's from Michigan. And um, yeah, it was just something that he knew I was passionate about. But I just, I was like, it got to be right. It got to be premium. Right. And um, we just made it premium, you know? You know, we just giving people a little bit, you know, twist on things again. So yeah, I think people people liked it last year. I can't wait to see um what we do this year with it now that it's going to be legal and not out of our basement. 
But isn't that like, I feel like that's the definition of a nutcracker, right? Yeah, you know, so we like, we like, we, we kind of like make it illegal, which might be, you know, but it's going to be nice. It's going to be cool. We're going to do, we're going to give back to the community. We got initiatives and stuff of that nature. We're going to make mm-hmm. sure we do it correctly and respectfully because I'm from it. So um, I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be supported. Um, and I'm excited. I'm super excited. I'm super excited for this. When you guys had Beloved at the event where people turning up, because I just feel like when I hear the word nutcracker, I just feel like I just feel like everyone's turned upside down. Yeah, we, people <laughs> people was people was like regular party energy. Like it wasn't nothing outrageous, you know, because um, it wasn't too strong. Nutcrackers are known to be very strong, but like we're controlling them. We're using premium ingredients. So mm-hmm. it's not like back in the day. So people was definitely contained and they enjoyed it. Um, that's all I really cared about. Like, do you really like this cocktail and you're not just drinking it because you're my friend? Like people thoroughly enjoyed it, and um, and it didn't make them feel too bad, like because like some nutcrackers you drink too, you spend ten dollars, which is great, and you feel good for like a couple hours, and then you feel kind of crashed out. So, you know, next couple of days I asked people how they felt, and they're like, I feel perfect, I feel perfect, and then um, I was like, cool, we might could do something with this. This gonna might this might what be because everybody wants nutcrackers, but they're not readily available no. like they are, like they were. Like maybe in a, it's always the summertime. It's a summertime, summertime thing, but imagine you could have it year round. You know, like in a safe, like you know, is coming from a laboratory. <laughs> like food science is involved. Like it's all like I think that'd be because I I want that. So I create things that I want. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just created something that I think that I wanted. I think the community will like. Um, we did a few drops. We did something with our industry. We did a few other drops here and there, and everything sold out pretty quickly. So I think you know. I think I think it'd be good this this spring, this end of spring. You know, seeing in your local store, <laughs> corner store, bodega. You never know. No, no, just like wine store, liquor store, just wine like store, just wine store, like liquor store stuff of that nature. We can't legally sell it like the mm-hmm. corner stores, but um, yeah, yeah, we yeah, that's that's yeah. I'm very excited to see how this plans out. <laughs> I love that too, only because of the fact that everyone. I feel like these days everyone wants to start a drink brand, but they just don't know how. And they're just like yeah. pulling it out of the air. But instead, I like that, you know, yours has a story. Yeah, very important. Stories are very important. You know, teams are very important. You know, I I, I, I could have, if I had $10 million, I'd tell my team this all the time, it's like, I won't know how to like go to a lab and get a food. Like, I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. But the people on the team, they know how to do that. They already have a distribution company. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, we, they, they just distributed themselves. Like, that's the hardest part. Anybody can make this. Anybody can even find out where I got this made. You know, it's in New Jersey. It's like, it's, I'm not hiding anything. But to find distribution, that is the hardest part. And my partners are distributors. So it's just like, you know, like I'm super lucky and fortunate just to have that, you know, support, you know, and I just do the marketing and promotions, put my name, my brand on the line, stuff of that nature. But um, yeah, the team, like we need a team. So it's just like, it's very, very important to have like everything, everything there. So yeah, but it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough for sure. I mean, they can also trust you. You got credentials under your belt. You could just look, look you up, you know? Yeah, and that's another thing, you know, the brand equity is strong, you know, so it's just like people see it, they, you know, you can look it up, you can see stuff I did before, 
So it's not just like a cool guy that's just doing like wine and stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I actually did this, you know, at some of the premium restaurants and spots in New York City, you know, and beyond. But um, so yeah, we, we take it very seriously. <laughs> you know, it looks fun, but it's it's definitely I'm definitely big on the education and the stories and you know, getting with the customers and very, very big on customer service. That's kind of one of our key things people talk about. Like beyond a wine, it's just like customer service, which can be very hard for any startup, you know, doing it yourself and stuff like that. So again, I appreciate my team for like really, you know, taking care of me and my friends helping me at events when I'm not paying them and they just see me, you know, kind of getting overwhelmed and they mm-hmm. just helping out, taking out the garbage. It's like I have a really good tribe and I really appreciate them, you know. So that's good. That's when you know when you have friends that come up to your events and they're like, yo, can I help you out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It means a lot for real, it does. Because I know they want to party because the party is good, but they just, <laughs> they're helping out. And I'm yeah. like, oh, shit, that's cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't do are this you, by yourself. Are you still in Harlem? No, I've been in Brooklyn for about, I'm terrible with years, maybe like eight years now. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, that's like when I moved to Brooklyn, that's like when I I probably was here a year before I quit like my like regular job and then started doing highly recommended full time in a sense. And then um yeah, so I earned all my professional bones while in Brooklyn. So some publications, not publications, but some people think I maybe be from Brooklyn because I like did so much in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But um now I'm from Harlem, but I've been here for like eight years now, approximately, all throughout Crown Heights, all through Crown Heights, all through Best uh now I'm at Prospect Park. Um I love it. You know, it was cool, it was chill. Um yeah. Isn't Prospect Park like amazing? Like I feel like that's the next spot where all right, I go to the I'm in Prospect Heights. I go to the Prospect Park, like, they sell, like, the fruits and vegetables and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that's the time when, like, I feel like everyone comes out. So I feel like Prospect Park right now, I mean, it's it's been a minute, but everyone's always, like, Manhattan, Manhattan this, Manhattan that. But I don't know. Prospect Park, I feel like now is the spot where you can just go there and you'll just see all these different characters. And I don't know, I just want to pull up and just, like, if I... I know that like there's gonna probably be a lot of like new brands that come out of the woodwork. They'll just like sell some stuff there. I don't know, maybe it's a super hub for sure. Like it's a super hub for everything, you know. So I'm I'm there. I'm at the farmers markets. I'm riding my city bike around and just enjoying it. And it's always good energy. So I love it over there. It's good, like you said. So it's a it's a nice little hub in Brooklyn that people could just, you know, kick back and relax. How did it feel to be in the Brooklyn Museum with Christine Uyer and Christine's collaboration with the wine rack? Yeah, that was that was that was something I couldn't even think of, honestly. Um, that was amazing, you know. That was amazing. That was it. Felt to answer your question, it felt really good. I had a I had a working relationship still do with the museum, like to this day. So I think you know, again, knowing the right people. Um, it was pretty, you know, and the product was good, but uh, I could just, me and Christine could just write the buyer. I think she knew the buyer as well at the museum. And I just wrote them and said, hey, I got this cool wine rack with like a Brooklyn brand, I guess. And they took it. And it was just, when we did the photo shoot there, I'm like, damn, this shit has really happened. That's when it really hit me. Like when we doing the photo shoot, me, Ed, Jared, Christine, I'm just like, 
damn, we really about to, and they like pitted in the thing for us. I was like, oh shit, this shit looks amazing. And um, yeah, it felt great. It was like one of my biggest accomplishments, like to be in a museum with a wine rack. Like, <laughs> I couldn't think of that. Like, I wanted a wine rack. I always wanted my own wine rack, but not like designed by like some of the illest people. And then to have it in the museum, like a well respected museum, that felt incredible. That felt That's like insane. Insane. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. And they and they we did it twice with them. They got the orange one, the one I me and Christine designed. That sold out in like I think a day or two. And then they got like uh they own they own color just like pretty much nude and um that kind of you know moved as well. But yeah, they had two runs and it went. And I was like, wow, like we in the museum, you know. So that was that was like amazing. I couldn't Adam that. <laughs> That's congrats, congrats. You guys you. also you you've done some events at the museum too, right? Yeah, yeah. So what was it for? Like two for Obama? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, so I host the um art history happy hours. So that just pretty much um, it's pretty much I host it. Um, I pick the wine selections. The art, the curator of each exhibit will come in, speak about the art, and then I'll speak briefly about um just tying the wine and art together. And um, yeah, I was doing that for like two, three years now at the museum. And um, I do the beverage program at the museum as well. I helped them out with the beverage beverage program, the wine particularly the wines. Mm-hmm. But I like consult with like cocktails maybe if they need assistance. But um yeah, we've been, yeah, I met her just at a function in Brooklyn through a friend. And probably like she signed up for my wine club. Her name is um Lauren. She's the one that runs like programs at the museum. And she signed up for my wine club. She started buying wine for me. And then she was like, Do you want to like have it me and then like do some activations at the museum? I was like, What? Yeah. We had a meeting, it went well, and it was doing it for two years, like two, three years. It's doing like cool stuff. Like I think it was the last Thursday of each month, and then we just talked wine and art. And it was amazing. And then people get to see the exhibit after I was at the museum and just chill. It was like a whole beautiful thing. So that was and that was something else I couldn't even think to imagine, but it happened. It happened. Wine's been around forever. But this mm-hmm. whole like wine becoming I don't want to say a trend, but like I remember in lockdown all my friends had wine clubs, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and I mean, I was a heavy wine drinker. I remember going to a bunch of my like wine shops, and I was just like building up all the points from the the wine stores. Oh yeah, like yeah. That. And I'm just yeah. like, I didn't think that you know wine would get like the craze would be this this huge, but I I just like love to see that you know Lauren just like reaching out and just being like, yo, you should do this. Yeah, a lot nah, of people she, will sign up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was great. We still, she's still in the wine club. We still do business, everybody. So it was great. But yeah, she had the vision. I didn't have the vision. She had the vision. And um, yeah, those things are great. And I get people from like people who pay tickets to like to see us talk about art and wine. And then like people were like, hey, I want to sign up for your wine club after that. And so mm-hmm. they speak to me and they sign up for the wine club. And I got people to this day from the museum, from those activations that's still in my wine club to this day. So it was like a definitely a full circle moment for sure. Talk about the wine club. Yeah, so the wine club, um 
it's pretty simple. It's like a no mm-hmm. frills. It's like easy. Um, it's a text email based wine club mm-hmm. where twice a month we text or email you depending on your preference, and you just get a PDF. It's a simple PDF. Um, it's gonna change like in the next month. Though. It's gonna be way more intuitive and um, technology focused and like super cool. But um, as of now, it's like you get a you get a um you get a PDF with like six to eight wines with descriptions, price points, delivery instructions, payment information, and you just pick whatever you want. You know, um, it's a two bottle minimum. There's no charge to sign up. Um, you just pay when you want to buy a wine. And that's it. It's just for me. It's just wine made fun and unpretentious because that's how it should be. Um, like a lot of like people in New York, like professionals, sommeliers, people that work in wine stores, they stay. They they kind of make it so stuffy. But I know the winemakers. Like I've been with winemakers, and and like they don't talk like that because they technically farmers, so they don't know all of these big words. They don't even know. They just like. They all about community. Like, hey, come drink this wine with my family. It could be mm-hmm. a five hundred dollar wine. They they drinking it like it's a twenty dollar wine because they just think you should just drink it and enjoy it. And they just they want you to speak about. It. They don't want to speak about it. They already been making it for a whole year. So I kind of went with that approach. Like you know, comfortability. You know, unpretentiousness, but still informative because you need that information. So um, that's kind of what the club is. You know, I speak in like our vernacular, like, you know, I'm not saying like all of these words that nobody knows. It's like I'm just speaking, you know, but still education and people love it. People love it. Um, it's great. You know, we've been doing it for a couple of years now and it's, it grows like every month. Like I'm looking at the numbers like, oh, cool. We got 30 people this month. We got this people this month. So it's just cool. It's just, it's just a way just to learn wine. If you want to like learn about wine and all facets of it and all levels of it, I really highly recommend, no pun intended, for you to sign up for the club. And it's free unless you, until you want to buy something. But we can just keep sending you lists and you don't buy. You can look, take notes, study, whatever you want. It's up to you. But um, it's a very good way to get into wine. And we got all levels, you know. And it's a natural wine focus. It's focused on natural wine just because that's kind of what's going on right now. You know, I'm all about farming and making sure that people are being paid right and the wine is good for you and you don't feel groggy in the morning. So um, it's a natural wine. I don't like to call it a natural wine club. I just like to call it like a wine club. And, you know, when you read the specs, a lot of it is natural. But some things aren't. Some things are just organic or sustainable or biodynamic. So it all depends. But it's just I just want stuff that's made well by good people. That's like kind of my real focus with the wine club. It seems like you're like a trained sommelier, but you're you're like, you know, no, people no. like it's just so it's incredible. You, it's like genius level, and I just like love that you you drop like natural wine. Like, it's not natural wine club; it's just wine club. Because yeah, you just hear these days everything natural wine, this natural wine that. It's a buzz. It's a lot of buzzwords, you know. <laughs> And it's just like back in the days, like I, I deal with these farmers and like they make natural wine, like and they don't even like I was with a guy named Fletcher. Mm-hmm. He makes incredible wine, like small production, Pomante. He's from like Australia, like he's the man. And um, like we import his wines actually. And um I'm telling him about like cause like cause he's he lives in Italy, so he doesn't like know he just does what he does. And I'm like, oh, is this natural? He's like, yeah, ain't all in the wine's natural. He doesn't need, in his mind, like, everything should be natural. Like, so it's, it's like no thought for him. I'm like, well, can you put that in a bottle so people can know? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, no, no. They know, they know, tell them. But I don't <laughs> like, he just, 
he just doesn't care. Like, he's just like, this is how it should be. And I like to work with people like that that's not using buzzwords or mm. using buzz phrases. This is like, this is all he knows. Like, it should be natural. He's like, oh, yeah. Then I'm explaining it to him, like, how the market in New York and Brooklyn particularly cares about these words. And he's like, I guess, like, he's like, yeah. So I'm asking him, is it this? Is it this? He's like, oh, yeah, it's that. Like, you need to tell me this information. But for him, it's just like, it should just be a given. Like, everything should be like this. And if it's not made this way, you shouldn't drink it. So totally. it's like, it's interesting, like, speaking to, like, true winemakers opposed to, like, a wine professional or sommelier or something like that. It's like all these different, like, you know, situations when you hear them talk. But the person that's making it is the is the most casual about it, which, which is so weird because they should be the most, like, particular and worded, but they not. Like, the, the other people that didn't make it makes it so and i think that's what kind of what the problem was when it came like one started coming out and being big is like all these like professionals they kind of like trying to make you think like they better than you mm. you know and that's why i kind of that's why one is so intimidating it's not because of the winemakers because they so chill it's just the people that study it and they want to you know it's kind of weird so i try to never have that stigma with my club that's why everything is fun it's cool it's in our vernacular. It's casual, but still informative and, you know, unpretentious. So I try to, like, have that, like, tone with the club at all times. And even with the events, like, we do events, like, it don't even look like a wine event sometimes, but it's a wine event, you know? And people are learning, you know, but they're having a good time. And a lot of people think it's only one way, like, you're supposed to, like, have a sheet and take notes. And it's like, that. I don't want to do that. Like, I want to have fun and then drink something cool and, like, talk to my friend and, yeah. like, you know, have that dialogue, that human dialogue. So um, I just try to do things, like, my way, in a fun way. Because there's other ways to do things, you know? So I'm just trying to do things, you know, the way they, you know, I, I see them as. And they've been working, fortunately. When I used to drink wine and my friends would be like, so what do you think? All I would say was, yeah, this is good. Yeah, I'm not feeling it, but I don't have like taste notes, you know, on deck. I'm not like, oh, this tastes like this or I, I, I don't know how people come, come up with all that from thin air. But it, but it's there though, because I have like a lot of uh-huh. people. Um, they do that like, and I like, you know, and I challenge them. I'm like, because you know the answer. You know, I think people just overthink it because of this the stigma of wine culture. Mm-hmm. But like, I would give my friend like recently, like I was like, try this wine. He was, like, I like it. I said, I said, what do you taste? He was like, I don't know. I was like, you're very, you're an adult. You know what mm-hmm. you taste. And then I'm like, <laughs> so I, I give him one note. I'm like, hey, I get tangerine. I get stone fruit. I didn't say which stone fruit. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I get that. I get a little tangerine. I get a little citrus. I'm like, you see, you get it. You got to just oh. let you go. So, like, it's in your mind, but I just think it's just, like, just embedded in your brain. It's just like, oh, I don't want to sound, like, weird. I don't want to sound like I'm uneducated. But it's like, you know what it tastes like, you know? And you might not get everything, but it's like, it's your opinion. So you're never wrong. Like, you're, you can't be wrong. If you taste pizza, it tastes like pizza. Like, you're never wrong. It's your opinion. Like, I've seen professionals say stuff tastes like popcorn, stuff tastes like, and I'm like, yeah, dude, I get that. You know, like, you know, it's like I've seen the wackiest tasting description from the most professional people, like the wackiest. And I'm like, oh, shit, it does taste like that. So it was like, never be afraid to, like, say what you feel and, like, say what you taste because, again, it's your opinion. So I always, like, preach that to people and give them a little lead way. And then they just start saying, they start saying stuff that I didn't know. I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't, I didn't get a little vanilla on that, but you're right, you know? So 
it's in everybody's brain. You got to just open them up a little bit and, you know, like walk them through the process. But we got it. We all got it in us. It's not that difficult, honestly. Yeah, we all got it. You got to just, you know, be confident and not not overthink it, which I think a lot of people do at one. Well, that's good to know. Everyone should take those words to heart right now. And now they're just going to go crazy. Yeah, yeah. I I, I suggest them to do that. (laughs) And they will understand, like, oh, shit, I got this down pack. What's your favorite type of wine? White, red, orange? Do you just like it well? I didn't like, well, my favorite grape is Riesling. I could drink Riesling every day for the rest of my life and be happy. I didn't like, I didn't notice until like I looked at like the bottles, like my empty, like best bottles of the year. And I drink a lot of white wine. I did not know that. Um, I know I love Riesling. I know I love like darker roses. I know I love champagne and sparkling, but I didn't know I love white wine so much. And so I look back at my years of like, the last three years, I'm like, damn, I really love white wine. So, I guess I love white wine. I love everything, obviously, but um, I don't know. I go. I like. I like. I like acidity, and like a lot of whites are very, very acidic, like the mm-hmm. ones that need to be. So, I think maybe that's why I tend to um white wines a lot. But I like everything. I like everything. Everything can be made well. Yeah, recently, like for the last two years, I've been on a white wine craze, and I'm not mad. I'm not mad. But of course, I'm I'm drinking everything. I have my own orange wine, so obviously, I love orange wine, but. Yeah, I love Beaujolais. Like, I love Beaujolais. That's a gamay grape. I love Shannon. You know, I love, I'm love. i loving Gorshamina now. Yeah, like, all the usual suspects. Chillable reds. Like, I'm into it all, honestly. I When I used to drink wine, red was my go-to. Do you get the slot that, like, white wines make people sleepy? Or when it's, like, when you're drinking a certain type of wine a certain type of day? Or, like, the weather? Is different the pairings with the weather, whatever it makes you in a totally different mood. Yeah, well, that's like a lot of that stuff when people say like this wine makes me sleepy or gives me a headache. Mm-hmm. That's because of all like the sulfites in it, and that's mm-hmm. why natural wine is good for you because mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't have those added sulfites and preservatives and all that. It's literally natural. It is what it is. They make it. There's nothing. There's no filtration. It's unfined. It's unfiltered. It's all hand harvested. Like and you can feel that. That's what it is. It's like when you feel those things, it's not because oh red is just because the wine making process that they use that's what's making you tired or giving mm-hmm. you a headache and stuff like that it's not the varietal or the style it's the is the is the wine making process is the vinification so um i like if, if it makes you sleepy just try that same red but just that same grape but just a natural version and i bet you you won't get a headache or feel sleepy so it's all about vinification and farming you know like you know the, the good people making the good stuff like you can drink Ten two times more and not have a headache or nothing like that just because it's made well and it's organic just like your food your, your food is organic your wine should be organic like you know you feel better you know so i have everything in soup damn this is really good to know i feel like everyone if they want to start off drinking wine they should totally listen to this episode you i feel like you covered all of like not just basics, but like advanced, just like everything you need to know. I'm I'm learning a lot. For, oh, cool, cool. I mean, even though I feel like I've known some things, but no, this is this is pretty good. In Brooklyn, where do you like to go? Drop some wine bars that you like to go to, and in Brooklyn or in New uh, York. 
Uh, so Tawar and Tribeca is like by far my favorite wine bar. Um, it's like it's like the epitome of me. Is this like no frills, like high brow, low brow? Like it looks like a sports bar, mm-hmm. but they have like the like the most intense, serious like wine list. The people that work there, they look super casual. They wear like t shirts, but they are way knowledgeable than like the fancier restaurants I've been to. Um, it's like a warm feeling to it. Um, it's very like wine industry driven. A lot of wine people go there. Um, a lot of finance people go there just because like where it's located. But um, I think Tawar is like one of the best. Um, I like La Company. It's kind of pricey, but I understand they in Soho. They got a big name and all that stuff. But it's and it's beautiful. I get it. I like La Company. I like Tawar. Um, I like Black Mountain House and what is that like Carroll Gardens area? It's like a low key. They don't have like they don't have like crazy crazy stuff, but they just got always super solid good stuff, good price point stuff that I appreciate. Um, Who House has a really good wine program. Yeah, I don't. I'll be in the city a lot, so I'm thinking Brooklyn, like Carroll Gardens, Black Mountain, Black Mountain Wine House. They're pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, and then, like, the usual suspects, like, Four Horsemen is obviously, like, killer. Um, Four Horsemen. And there's a ton. It's, like, you know, there's a ton. Uh, like, Sauce is really good. Sauce has a good selection and a good vibe and a good energy and a good ambiance. Um, I'm friends with those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes we hate Williamsburg and sometimes we love Williamsburg. And those yeah, are the yeah, two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sauce, I used to work there, too, like, summer of COVID. I used to work there. And then they carried my wine last year. I actually got to meet with them today to like try Hughes. <laughs> but um, yeah. So then it's like you know I don't I don't drink out in restaurants as much as I used to. Um, I'll just go for cocktails now, just because I'm like I'm very particular now. So um, I've been getting cocktails unless it's like a crazy restaurant that's known for something. Like like um like Red Hook Tavern has an incredible wine program like in Red Hook. But um, yeah, I get I get cocktails a lot because sometimes I just don't want to get disappointed, or I just like I just want to, it's it's just easier to get a cocktail sometimes for me. But um, it's some places like 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 Mountain House. It's it's casual. The wine list isn't extravagant, but it it gets the job done, and I like that. But um, yeah, I be like when I go, I get cocktails a lot. Like I get I don't really get wine unless I see a crazy Riesling at a crazy price. Or crazy Beaujolais or champagne. That's like, damn, why is it that price? I gotta buy it. But I tend to go for cocktails. I go I tend to go to cocktails just to keep it easier for me. <laughs> what do you like to pair your wine with, like food wise? Or just like any drink? Like what uh, what kind of foods do you like to eat? Uh so like for me, like wine is like, you know, they got the classic pairings, like, you know, so if I'm eating Asian food, which is like one of my favorite, which is my favorite cuisine, like I'm going like my favorite grape reason because the acidity like cuts perfectly with the saltiness of the food and the fattiness and all the greasy. So like I love to do stuff like that. If I'm eating fried foods, I probably want to do some sparkling or some champagne just because that, that goes very well. If I'm doing like, I don't know, like a pork chop or something like that, or like a like a like a like a like a meteor fish, I might want to do like I love light body reds. I'm not a big, big bold red kind of guy. So I get like a medium light, juicy, fun red, maybe something like that. I would do something like that. 
All depends on if I'm having sushi, I'm probably going to do something super light and crisp and refreshing and clean and zesty. So like a Sancerre or something like that or a ton of other things you can drink with that. But um, so it all depends. It all depends. It all depends on like the cuisine. It depends on like how I'm feeling. Sometimes I might drink something that's not the perfect textbook pairing, but like I want that and I don't really care. Um. My 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 philosophy of pairing is very simple. It's one, you gotta like it. Two, the wine can overpower the food, and then three, the the wine can't get uh, drowned in the food. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people have all of these. Like it's not that deep. Like you gotta like it, and long as like if you're doing like a like a like like you want to do a rosé with a like a meteor like a salmon you don't want to do a provence rosé because even though you like it you know, it's not going to it's not going to go so well because it's so light it's going to not you're not you're just going to get drowned the the, the food is going to overpower it so you might want to get a risotto like something a little darker denser or something like that a little bit more richer tannins to it so i just go for that like just keep it simple like it doesn't have to be so complicated and i tell people so as long as it doesn't overpower the food or gets drowned in the food and you like it, pair it. Like, do your own thing. This is this is your world. Like, you don't got to read a book or just do your thing. <laughs> you don't got to read a book. <laughs> you know, I'm saying you should read, but it's just like, you know, a lot of people overthink it. Like, oh, if I'm having steak, I got to have, like, this big, bold California red. I'm like, it's so much other red you can have. You can have a Rioja. You can have a Grenache. You can have a Chateau Puff. You can have a Coteron. You have all of these things, you know, you can have a richer white, you can have a fucking white Bordeaux that's super creamy and rich and structured and complex. And people think you can't drink white with steaks, but you can. You got to just understand, you know, the 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 body types and stuff of that nature, the acidity levels and the sugar levels. And once you understand that stuff, it's like you be a, par- a parent, king and queen easily. When you said risotto, I was like waiting. When were you going to say Italian? standard uh, it's the best like i love risotto like i could drink that every day like it's so good it's so much more flavor and structure than like an average rosé you know all the pop-ups that i've seen you do um oh, man they look so much fun and the food pairings too and the collaborations yo you, you'd be doing it at a hotels too like their hotel restaurants right yeah, we did something at the Maid Hotel. That was like fun. That was like a that was like a Riesling tasting, pretty much, but casual. We did so we did the last CCC party at the um ho- um hotel in Harlem at the Renaissance Marriott. That was probably my biggest best party I did in my life at this point. Um, I was they, very proud. They better have like gave you guys a room too, because yeah, that was just like crazy. You said it on me, but no, we ain't gonna talk about that. But we're not gonna talk about that. But yeah, I think I agree. I definitely agree. <laughs> not gonna talk about that. But yeah, um, yeah, we killed it. We killed it. Um, yeah, we killed it. Um, but yeah, we got yeah they 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 took care of us. You know, it was cool. But um, yeah, 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 we like preparing for this year. We got some big stuff coming up, so I'm excited. Different kind of activations, new ideas. You know, it's all about, you know, the tweak again. It's all about the tweak. So it's all about the tweak. Well, hats off to you and everything that you do for some Jasara Wear Many Hats solutions. You know, I'm going to need one of those drink better wine teas. They're so good. Thank you. you. 
we should definitely do a wear many hats hat one day. I don't know. I would love to collaborate with you on some type of like wine pairing in the, in the future. I know you're a busy guy. Yeah. yeah we figure it out. Whatever makes sense. I like the only thing that makes sense in the organic. So if it comes, it comes, but um, we drop the merch soon again. We doing like a small capsule Valentine's day with somebody, you know, somebody cool. And then we're going to drop the drink better wine stuff in different colorways and stuff of that nature. We just, getting it together because that's like the flagship tea right there like mm-hmm. everybody everybody like loves that tea so we want to make sure that we get that right and you know just you know again just tweak it just tweak it a little bit and just make it better and you know quality and stuff like that and so those teas will be out this spring for sure with new colorways and the og colorways as well because people love the black one that's like the that's like the friends and family tea that i just like sell like once a, every year once a year around my birthday because people just want the black one <laughs> so the, the hoodie that you're wearing right now gangsters of new york is that oh yeah gangsters about flowers yeah this is like a good a good close friend of mine so we finally did a collab which is posters and um yeah yeah it did well um but yeah that's like my personal friend like we super tight like i'm wearing his i'm wearing his stuff not even my stuff you know so that's my homie. That's my homie. We've been tight for like maybe seven years or something. I'm terrible with years, but we've been tight for a while. It's a great name. And I love, I mean, I'm looking at your hoodie the whole time, like when you're talking to, and it's just like that hoodie is so, so great. To all of us, it says like Gangsters of New York, floral design, like the pairing of this two, just perfect. Yeah. 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 Now nah, he kills it. He kills it. I'm pretty sure you know the brand outside of me. I'm assuming because he, yeah, because he's he's all you can't walk through Brooklyn and not see his stuff. Like you cannot, like for real, like you can't. Like so, he's doing very well. I'm happy for him. Like that, he's another product of COVID. Like when COVID happened, his company blew, my company blew. So that was beautiful to see both of us. And yet, three years later, we still doing our thing. You know, so that shows that we got something special. Me and him individually and together. You know, so great. That's great. I hope to see more collaborations. The coasters, they look beautiful. So sick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We got some more stuff. I, I think I'm doing my own coasters now. I'm going to change the price point a little bit, change a few things, you know, getting about the tweak. And then, um, so that should be springtime. Springtime, I'm excited. I got a lot to offer this spring. I'm going to just ideate and plot, you know, for the next couple of months and then get right back on the block with it. Marquise, where is a place you like to go to hang your hat whereas to come up with new collaborations new events a place that you like to go wherever in the city or harlem or brooklyn that you like to jot down new ideas that nature um i would say that's a good question i would just say like in the middle like just somewhere maybe just like in the Lower East Side somewhere, just outside on the park, on the bench, just by myself, Um, you know, Prospect Park sometimes. Well, like really like I like to just – I get a lot of ideas in the nighttime, so I might just go take a walk and just like, you know, sit down somewhere and just, just like just breathe for a second and then just, just, just see the energy of the streets and just get ideas and see things and hear things, so – I like to be in it, so um, maybe somewhere like Lower East Side, because that's where I hang out out yeah. I hang out out yeah. So maybe sitting on the bench, you might catch me, you know, late night or uh, mid afternoon, just thinking, just to myself, like not my headphones on, just 
focus, you know. So that's kind of oh my house, you know, like in my house I get a ton of ideas on my roof. I got a cool roof, so I might go up there and just think and look and breathe. And um, it's another place where I like to just you know get ideas from. That's good. When you're in the Lower East Side, are you at Service? I'm saying Service is one of my favorite restaurants. Yeah, but I, when I'm there, I'm eating. I'm not thinking. <laughs> when I'm there, I'm eating, and you know, I'm not really thinking like that. But I love Cerros. That's 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 one of the restaurants that's like worth the hype. A lot of restaurants aren't worth the hype. Or like Cerros is worth the hype. Fish Cheeks is worth the hype. Scars is worth the hype. Lunch is worth the hype. There's a few places, but um, Cerros is amazing. Like Cerros is amazing. I love Cerros. <laughs> so good. If you were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it be? Uh, it'll be my standards quote from since I was in high school, stack, ground, believe. Because it's just something I believe in, like the stack, stack your money, grind, and then whatever you do, believe in it. So um, that's been my motto, again, since high school. So I'll get stack, ground, believe for sure. See, that right there is a perfect chest tattoo quote. Everyone that comes on the show and drops, it's like something either from thin air or or they think it's like a surprise right there. This is why I do it. That's why I asked. <laughs> like that right there is a great quote. Simple. Three simple. three words. Like it's all about simplicity. You know, the best things in life are the simplest things, you know. So again, you don't, people don't gotta overwork things. Like I'm all about you know simplifying things. Like life should be simplified. And we in that world where everything is simplified. So it's just like I'm just trying to follow suit, <laughs> you know, because we don't do nothing now. Technology handles everything. We get our food delivered to us. We don't gotta do nothing. The, the, the groceries come to us now. Like we don't gotta go to the grocery store. Like the wine comes to you now. <laughs> like everything is on demand. If you want to get the fix in your house, you can call a task wrap. Everything is just. Simplicity like at this point. So yeah, I'm I'm about that. You know, it works, you know. And that's what everybody wants, you know, so they can spend time doing things that they really appreciate and love. So and keeping things simple is easy. That's I good. love that you task rabbit as well. So do I. I used to. I used to, but like I got like a mother that can do handy stuff that I can't do. So if I need something, <laughs> oh, I have a, I have a super. So he handled. He's good. <laughs> but when I didn't have, like, it was when Tasker when I first got introduced to it, I was so like happy. I would just call him for everything. But um, yeah, Tasker are great. If <laughs> they still around, <laughs> they are. They're great. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. Cool. Plug oh, your socials. Where can people find you? Yeah. So um, I think I'm. Yeah. So highly recommended. Mm-hmm. Underscore NYC, I believe, is Instagram. Uh, that's it. I think we got the TikTok. Well, we're not posting yet on it, though. But the TikTok should be, like, the same thing. Highly recommend the underscore NYC. We don't got a Twitter yet, but I'm going to change that. And then that's it. What other social media platform? I'm terrible with social media. Uh, where can that's they the- find Beloved? Oh, so that'd be so my website, highly recommended, NYC.com. That's where you can, like, sign up for the wine list. You can Purchase merch if available. You could just read about us, see what's going on with us, see what upcoming events we got going on. And also, as far as like past events, you can see what happened with that. Um, beloved, uh, just stay tuned. Um, highly recommended underscore NYC Instagram because all the information to be there. 
Uh, we should be in like your favorite liquor store, wine store, arena, music venue by the summertime. So look out for that. And um, look out for my next cuvee of my wine, Hughes That Juice, um, which is still available on my website. You can purchase there or purchase at your be in like 30 restaurants and wine shops. Uh, Four Horsemen just took four cases of it. So that was like kind of a big deal for me to be in Four Horsemen. Yeah, that's, like really- that's big. Yeah, so they took four cases of it. For like we in like Rule of Thirds, we in Jolene, we in a ton of restaurants, like some of the best restaurants in the city, fortunately. So um yeah, my, my yeah, the blueprint is all over, like we all over the city. But um be yeah, beloved to be, you know, in a lot of cool places as well. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, really. That's it. Drop the wine one last time. Uh so it's called Hughes That Juice. Mm-hmm. It's an orange wine. It's an orange wine from outside France. It's a, it's a natural wine, unfined, unfiltered, all spontaneous fermentation, all native yeast. Uh, the taste and profile is like super tropical, juicy, fresh, like little like spices on the back end. A very approachable wine. Um, all the wines that I create myself, um, I just try to make them like very, I call them bridge wines. So I want stuff that like everybody can appreciate. As far as like novices down to like people like me that's really into wine. Um, I don't want to have this like super premier, like fancy wine that only this kind of palate can appreciate. I kind of want everybody to appreciate it and understand it. So um, it's very easy drinking wine, but still complex, if that makes sense. And just tasty and it's natural and everything like that. Damn, you, the takeover is real. You trying to figure it out. Yeah, we work with some, you know, celebrity chefs that we I'm dropping some wines. They dropping some wines under my label. I'm producing eight wines this year, so I got a big chef. I'm releasing her wine this spring, summer, hopefully. I got to call her, actually, figure out, get those lads details together. But, um, yeah, working, doing other people's wines, doing my wine, you know, working with companies and doing, you know, other big things with companies and stuff of that nature and expanding the, the Chicken and Series party. So we're going to start traveling with it, like Atlanta, D.C., you know, um, Houston, you know, LA. So that'd be out of town this year. Like we're not doing those parties in New York anymore. No. no. Yeah. Damn, so, you yeah. really love wine. Yeah, I do. I really do. <laughs> I really do. I really do. Well, thank you, Marquise, for coming on Wear Many Hats. It was great to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for reaching out. I appreciate it. I'm pretty like I saw you did a lot of cool people. So I'm just to be in that, you know, same boat is pretty cool and I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for the kind words. That's that's great, and I'll definitely be at the next event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some. We got some. I'll definitely let you know, um, personally. But um, yeah, yeah. We got some stuff coming up in the next couple of months. We got something next month, but it's gonna be like small, intimate. But um, after that, it'll be back to like scheduled programming for sure. Amazing. Well, till next time. This is where many hats presented by Jasar, and I'm Rashad. Peace. Peace.